Welcome to the channel. Welcome to Longmont, Colorado, about an hour out of Boulder. I'm on the bus, a lot shorter. The reason my times are longer to get to my destination is because I walk and ride the public transportation. In other words, they stop at a lot of different places. So it takes me much longer to get to where I'm going because I don't drive. It'd probably be you know, two-thirds that time or half that time if I was driving. But I was counting my blessings this morning by not having a car, not owning a vehicle anymore, not owning a driver's license anymore, has paid me multitudes untold benefits. It's just been a massive blessing in my life. It's also a prayer that I've had for probably 20 years, maybe 15, I don't know, some, some ridiculous number of times before the Lord saying uh, something like, when I retire from truck driving, I don't want to drive anymore, Lord. I, I just want to give it all up. I'd just rather be chauffeured. That's what I'd like to do, Lord. I'd, love, I'd rather be chauffeured and then, rather than me driving, something like that. Those aren't the exact words, but uh, that's what it's on, I pray. So uh, guess what? Uh, just a couple months after I got here, I uh, got here in May, so in July, I was able to give up my driver's license in November, July, I was able to stop driving a car, I was able to uh, uh, get the car away. Then the gentleman who took the car actually gave me some money for the ministry. Kind of an amazing situation there. So, uh, and then November, instead of renewing my driver's license, <coughs> I gave it up. And so, uh, uh, just so you'll know, so, uh, how do I use a, how do you, how do I do a photo ID? Because you need a photo ID when you go to the bank, different places, you know. And so I use a passport card. At the same time of my birthday, I had, my passport was already packed full of travel, and so I couldn't use that anymore, and it expired shortly after that. So I've got a new passport, and the Lord said, get a card also and use that as your ID. All right? So uh, how about that? So uh, just one more thing, you know, so you'll know kind of who I am, I guess. Plus, I'm very tired. I've been yawning like crazy, and I just uh, don't know how long I'll be able to last after today. Fortunately, the weather's really nice, and the Lord's kept telling me, you'll be all right, John. You'll be all right. <laughs> but I am just so exhausted. So I put in uh, six days on the street this week. This is my sixth day on the street. Plus, I put in five classes this week, uh, plus a prayer session, plus another prayer session at church, and a ministry of the Word at our church. And so uh, that doesn't clamp, that doesn't, and plus I wrote the Sunday prayer letter on Saturday. That was another four hours, three hours, four hours, whatever it was, three hours, I think. And uh, the reason I say all this is what I'm going to talk about in today's class, or in, t <laughs> in today's, uh, what this thing is. So first off, I want to talk about this. This is our true study book. Uh, we are doing a class every Monday through Friday, every day, Monday through Friday, five days a week, from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. every day. Uh, we just finished class number 85 of 130, which the 130 finishes book two, and then we'll move into book three. And uh, this is the book fund. This is the first book. Um, you can get these books on 
thebookpatch, P-A-T-C-H.com. And uh, the price of the book is not, we're not making money off the book, okay? Uh, all we're doing is we're, that dollar amount that you'll see there on each of the books, $9.27, is for the printing cost of the book. That's what the printer charges us. And uh, that's what we're supposed to do. And so the profit margin on this book we're giving away to help pay for the shipping and handling of your book. Also, if you purchase the book, take a picture of it and uh, attend some of the classes. I'm not requiring you to attend every class, just some of them. Maybe like a tenth of tenth, you know, tithe, <laughs> uh, seven classes. And then get on our email list for our Sunday prayer letter that goes out every Saturday night, Sunday morning. That our ministry and many ministries are built around. It's all our scripture shirts. I'll show you that in just a second. Uh, I'll, uh, not me, but our church will buy the second book for you if you do those three things. And uh, no charge to you. And we'll ship it to you, no charge. We're not asking for donations. We're not asking, will you give us whatever? No, I'm not asking zero. You talk, if you want to give, you talk to God, not us. Uh, we get our funds from God because God tells people to give. Doesn't come floating out of the sky. People have to give, but we don't ask people for that. We ask God. God knows our needs of our church and our street ministry and everything that we're doing, all of our giving. Uh, we probably give out, uh, we're probably giving out a little over $16,000 a year. Just so I'll let you know, it's not just a dollar or two. We give out a lot of money and we help a lot of people. We touch a lot of people and we're just a little tiny dot of a church. What happens if our church was uh, 30 times, like 30, 60, 100 full? What happens if it grew by 30? How about just 10% growth? How about just doubled it? How about if we, you know, how about if we just increase it a little bit? You see, we've already set a precedence, I set in a tone, we set a uh, foundation that we are a house of prayer and we're a giving church. Prayer means giving, because you have to give your talk to God, that's prayer, and uh, that's what we are. We're a giving church. And we do that, you know, if you do books, we'll do two. So that's eight books total in two years. And uh, we'll just go skip, hop skips through that, through those books. Sorry, I'm really tired. I don't even know what I'm saying. And uh, so that's book, that's that there. I'm gonna set this, uh, where am I gonna set this? I'm gonna set it right here. All right, there it is. All right, so let's pray. So Lord, I thank you that we can come to Longmont. Uh, we can get on a bus, we can be chauffeured here. In fact, we can be blessed just standing waiting for the bus. People can walk up to us and bought, and they bought our bus ticket there and back. You see, that's how you just provide. I mean, I brought the money to pay for the bus, but you brought somebody says, hey, can I buy your ticket? And they bought my ticket for the bus. I can hardly believe it, Lord. I'm just standing in the sun. And uh, that's where you told me. So I was in the shade by the bus. You said, go over and stand in the shade. So, I mean, in the sun. So I went and stood in the sun and then you provide it. It's amazing, willing and obedience. You'll eat the good of the land. That verse, Lord, is so true. I wish others can get that in their head and really live that verse, willing and obedient. But uh, for some reason, uh, we all struggle. Now I'm one of them too, Lord. I'm struggling with everybody else. And, uh, but we all overcome, then we struggle, then we overcome, then we struggle and we overcome. A constant life of overcoming the struggle. Yeah, thank you, Lord Jesus, amen constant life of over, overcoming. <clears throat>
you overcome the struggle, you overcome the struggle, you, then you overcome, I mean, just that's all it is. That's why I tell people it's, it's Psalm 23, the struggle, then it's Psalm 24, the victory and the overcoming. Then it's back into Psalm 23, then into 24, Psalm 23, Psalm 24. Our whole life is that way. And if you live that way, if you constantly overcome, uh, you'll endure to the end. However, if you uh, have that struggle, have that problem, have that valley of shadow of death, uh, then uh, and you don't overcome that, uh, it may not look good for you. I don't know what, exactly what God's going to do, but it may not look good. Okay? Just, but look, I kind of know, but I don't want to say it because a lot of people don't like that. They love their sin. They love their life in the world. And uh, I've given my life to the Lord a long time ago, and I'm still giving my life to the Lord. What's wrong with my, oh, there it is. <laughs> I'm so tired. Anyways, I'm going to go into Acts chapter 11. So uh, this little sheet right here is our Sunday prayer. This isn't their Sunday prayer. This is the scriptures in the letter. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is part six Friday, Acts 11 and Acts 12. We're doing a summary on the book of Acts. We're not going through book Acts, Acts again. We're doing a summary for these two weeks. This is week one. Next week will be a continuation of our summary. And the way the Holy Ghost obviously is directing me to do the summary, I thought I was going to read each one, but what we're doing is just highlighting a small title and then talking on that seed. And that's what we've been doing just about every day except for the first two days. And we're going to probably continue that because it seems to work out. And so because I don't preach on Saturday, we is uh, that's, that's part seven. I'm gonna, that's Acts 13 and 14. So it's 11 and 12, 13 and 14. If you want to review the book of Acts. If you don't, that's fine too, I guess. Uh, if you don't want to read the Bible, that's fine too. If you don't want to do anything for God, I guess that's fine too. But uh, just know that everything you do not do has a consequence. But everything that you do do has a consequence. So it's up to you. You can do whatever you like. And that all dovetails and everything I've been saying all relates to what we're going to talk about today. And that's in Acts chapter 11 and uh, the first verse. Let me read that first verse. And it says here in Acts 11, And the apostles and brethren that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. Received the word of God. That's in Acts first verse there receive the word of God that's the title of our sermon today it's the seed that I want to sow in your life today also receive the word of God <clears throat> when you receive the word of God you take within you you are like a house right Bible calls it like we're like a house and or we can be called like a building and you as a building or ground different things which way you can look at it as a building you can look at yourself maybe as a bank okay and so God has put his word in the bank in your house and he expects to collect interest from the word that he sowed in you because you've received it now if you didn't receive the word of God that's different that's another ballgame that means I don't receive that word okay but here the Gentiles received the word they didn't reject the word. The word was received. The word was taken in to their account, to their body, to their ground, to their building, to the bank. 
okay? Kind of get that framework of receiving, right? Receivership, that's what we are. We're a receiver, not a broadcaster in the beginning. First we receive salvation and then we broadcast the testimony of our salvation. And then God provides to us more uh, recept, you know, receiving. And so our receiving ability is truly in our hands. How you receive is not dependent on God. Now we know everything is God and we know everything, He knows, I mean, we understand that. We understand who the maker is, He made us. But understand also, you have a will that God placed within you to receive or not receive. Christians sometimes receive all the counsel of God, all the counsel of the Lord. Other Christians, believers, receive a portion of the Word of God. They don't receive it all. Why? I don't know. God told you to receive it all, but they don't receive it all. They put limitations on it. They put, like I call, boxes around God. They cut God off. They only want, maybe they only want two-thirds of the Godhead, but not the third of the Godhead, the Holy Ghost, you know? They want to just give them a token, a due token, but they don't want to take the Holy Ghost within them. They don't want to be full of the Holy Ghost. Right? They just want to know that they're saved. That's what, you know, that's kind of how a lot of Christians live. Doesn't mean they're not saved. Don't get that. People go there all the time. I think more people are more unsure of their salvation than anything else. I am so amazed at the shakiness of Christians, their salvation. I, it really, I, it, it's been that way all my life. Every, because I, I guess I compare Christians to me. I, and not Christians, but I, repair, I compare their testimony to my testimony. Because that's, our testimony is how we got to God through Jesus Christ, that one single door. But my testimony was so uh, absolute. I mean, I was one way, and then in a twinkle of an eye, I was another way. There's there like two separate people in a millisecond, a flash of a light. And it's been that way since well, next year will be 50 years. That's a long time, and it feels like just yesterday. It is so, it is still, the my born again experience is still so real. Now, why is it still so real? Because I preach about it almost every sermon, maybe every week, every, I don't know. And so that provides a lot of uh, confidence in me on my salvation. And uh, so, because the Lord deposited, I received the word of salvation. I received Jesus Christ. I received the new birth. I received the new man. I two weeks later, I received the calling of God on my life to preach and to minister and now to build a church. That was all a package, a package. I received the package. I un unboxed the package and I've been living Unpacking, un un unpacking that back package ever since. It's like the box never ends. It's like no bottom to the box, <laughs> no bottom to the gift that God's given me. I mean, I've dug in, dug in, and dug in it for five decades, and I still can't find the bottom of this gift that God's given me in the calling on my life. 
It's amazing. It's like I found another bottom and I pulled that out and go, man, there's a whole nother section in the box. And that's what I'm living in now. I'm living in that new part of the box that I didn't know was in the box, but was in the box. <laughs> All right. So the, the seed I want to sow received the word of God, received the word of God. Now, there's two ways to look at that. Uh, here in the King James Bible, I don't know another thing I don't understand is how Christians can read this and not get it. They don't get it. I was just reading a story just a couple hours ago and uh, they were saying, I'm so glad that people are receiving the Word of God and they capitalized the Word of God and they were referring to the Bible. They weren't referring to Jesus. But see, people don't understand their Bible. The lowercase w is this word right here, the written word of God. The uppercase w is Jesus Christ, the word of God. That's the Godhead. The word was made flesh, and the flesh, his name is Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. The word of God, the word of God. This is the word of God, lowercase. I don't know why, and see, You'd think that that means, well, that's such a little detail. Is it really just a little detail? Then why did God do it this way? Why didn't God capitalize all the words of God? Why didn't God capitalize all the he's and capitalize all the hymns and all the his in the King James Bible? Right? Why? Because God didn't want to. God didn't want to. So then why do we want to do what God didn't want to do? See, I don't get that. If God didn't do it, why should we tell God that you don't know what you're doing in your Bible? You should have capitalized. I've had people look at me and say, hey, how come he's not capitalized? How come the word is not capitalized? And all, you know, all kinds. And I go, because the Lord didn't want it capitalized. But in his, his Bible, it was all capitalized. People write me a letter, and all the he's and him's and his are all capitalized, and all the w's are all capitalized when referring to the word. Why? I don't know. I, it just baffles me. Because the Holy Ghost told me to live in the word of God, preach the word of God, teach the word of God. Do I have my calendar? No, it's in my pack. To, to, to be exact and precise with the Word of God. That's what I'm doing. So I look at everything I'm doing to make sure it's kind of, you know, when I write, I want to make sure I'm as close as possible or, close, you know, I'm doing what the Word of God says. All right? Because I receive the Word of the Lord. The Word of God. The Word of the Lord. I receive it. All right? So let's go. We're going to talk about receiving here. And we're going to go to Matthew 25, 13. Matthew 25, 13. And I'm going to talk about what I'm, I'm going to highlight what I'm talking about here. If, you, if you're still here. Most people have probably clicked off because it's been over seven minutes. <laughs> That's all they can stand of me. John will give you seven minutes, maybe nine minutes, and just click off. That's all right. Many stick around for the whole show. Matthew 25, verse 13, and I'm, I'm going to kind of expand 
or highlight or build around the word, receive the word of God. Kind of give more information, a more detailed explanation of the word received and what we're referring to when you receive the word. Because Jesus said the word of God, the lowercase, the Bible, is like a seed. But we also understand that Jesus is like a seed. We're like a seed. But when you're talking, you know, I mean, just kind of take a look at that. Take a look at it. Don't copy people. See, that's what people do. And you are, you are, you become entrapped, entrapment, and become entrapped in people's problems. And I tell you, there is a day coming that God's going to write, He is a just God, and He's going to fix everything. It's going to be amazing. So why don't we live today? that way. I don't know. Why do people want to live the way they live? I don't know. Because <laughs> we're, we're all, I don't know, we're still trying to figure it out, I guess. <laughs> if you don't think you're trying to figure it out, maybe, uh, anyways, that's another story. Matthew 25, 13, it says, Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. Even right there, we're going to talk as I go through it, even right there, how many times have I gotten messages? How many times have YouTube channels popped up in my channel that talked about the day and the hour? And they're a believer, they're a preacher, and they have 10,000 followers, million views. But it says right here, watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. See, that's what I don't understand. I don't, I can't. It seems pretty clear to me. But to others, it's not clear. I, I read it right there. You don't know the day or the hour. Well, that's your interpretation. Really? Uh, well, that's what I'm reading. So I don't know. Just, to, just thought that was interesting. But the operative word there is watch. We're always to be watching. And other places, he added the word prayer. Watch and pray. <laughs> watch and pray. You better be praying too. And if you pray, you better be faster. Watch, pray, and fast. <laughs> Overcome. All right? So, watch therefore, for you know not neither the day or the hour when the Son of Man cometh. Now, you think about that. Get that in your thoughts. And remember the other word from uh, Hebrews, uh, uh, Acts 11.1. 1, receive the Word of God. Now, you've received the Word of God, but we're to watch because we don't know the day or the hour when the Son of Man comes, okay? Isn't it interesting how he said the Son of Man, but he's also the Son of God. <laughs> son of Man, Son of God. It's pretty amazing. Anyways, let's go to the next verse. For the kingdom of heaven, and guess what? Kingdom of heaven is not capitalized. Why? But why do everybody capitalize it? They capitalize because they, they think God made a mistake. That's what they're really telling God. God, you made a mistake. You forgot to capitalize heaven. I'm gonna, never mind, I'll fix it for you. I, I don't know how God treats that. I don't know how God treats that at all. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants, okay? Get the words, called his own servants, right? 
So the Gentiles receive the word of God. They are servants of God, right? Here is the story that Jesus is talking about, the kingdom of heaven. And he says, there's this, uh, for the kingdom of heaven is, is as a man. And that's why he used son of man, so we can tie the two together. Because if he would have said son of God, then it would have disconnected the next verse. I don't know if you saw that or not. All right, son of man. But here's a man, the son of man. That's, he's referring to himself, right? For the kingdom of heaven is as, as, as a man traveling into a far country, heaven. The son of man traveled to a far country, heaven, right? Who, this is the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, called his own servants, his own servants. Not somebody else's servants. You got to get that. That he calls his own servants. Not the servants of Satan, not the sinner, not the unbeliever, not the wicked. He didn't call any of those. He called his servants. Get that too, right? Because this is really important. Because when you're called a servant of God, like Moses was, that means you've received the Word of God. I hear, right? Receive the Word of God. Right there. We've read that. We're talking about That's what we're talking about. We're expanding and giving more information to receive the Word of God. Right? So you're called his own servants. Now look at this. And delivered unto them his goods. What are the goods of the Son of Man? His Word. His word. That's the good. That's the good word. That's the good news people call it. His word. That's what he delivered to his servants. His word. What did Jesus do? Did he give them a bunch of two by fours and pickup trucks and uh, uh, boom boxes? No. He gave them his word. He taught the word. He went teaching and preaching and healing all through the land. All right? And sometimes he used loaves and bread and fish, multiplied the bread, multiplied the fish to tell the story. Anyways, another story there. Called his own, delivered it unto his goods. Get that? Receive, they, his own servants receive the word of God. Receive the word of the Son of Man. And the Son of Man is the only begotten Son of God, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, right? The Word of God, the cap uppercase, the Godhead, right? The Word of God. I'm, I'm, I'm laboring this point a little bit because I really want you to see this because I'm going to go kind of fast here in just a second. All right, verse 15. And unto one, one who? One of his own servants, not the servants down the street that work for God, work for Satan, but his own servants. You get that. But one of them, and one could be a, a thousand, one could be a million, you know? So the Bible says one can send so many flight, a thousand can send so many more. Anyway, so one could also be. No. No left turn. <laughs> no left turn. See that big old sign up there says no left turn. The Bible says no left turn. What do Christians do? They turn left. What do Christians do here? 
they don't obey the word of God. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, don't turn left. That's what the police was telling the guy. I don't know if you came on the camera there. But they turn left anyways because they don't care. They're gonna do just exactly what they wanna do. See, that's what Christians do. They do what they wanna do. And that's what I'm trying to get people to wake up to. That's why I'm poor in my life. I, I tell you, I would give anything to go home right now. But the Lord said to me, you'll be okay, John. So I'm living on that word, you'll be okay, John. He re I received it. Now I'm giving God payment, I've given interest to him. I'm giving him fruit for him sowing that word because people have already talked to me. Many, many people have already talked to me. I've already passed out a gospel track. I've already smiled and said hello and talked to several people. So God is already receiving interest or fruit or benefit from me receiving the word of God, real time. One of my uh, big desires, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but one of my big desires is to have somebody with a camera follow me around for a whole day from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed and just record my typical day. I'm, I can't do it, but if somebody would do that, I thought that would be really amazing. They can see that I'm not lying to people. I'm not just exaggerating. I do what I say I'm doing. If I wasn't doing what I'm saying I'm doing, Number one, I'd be a liar. And number two, you wouldn't be able to see any of the fruit. So I must not be a liar because there's fruit. Anyways, enough of that. And the reason I talk this way is I want to be an example. I'm just trying to show what I'm doing. So you say, well, okay, I see what John's doing. Um, okay, uh, I'm kind of following along, kind of watching him from a distance. Okay, I got that, I got that, I got that. Hmm, that's interesting. I can see how he's doing that. Oh, I see how the God moved. That's kind of what I'm talking about. Because a lot of times you don't know who's, what's going on in other people's lives. We kind of live such a secluded life. And uh, not always, but many of us do. Okay? All right, 15. And unto one he gave, that's the Son of Man, gave five talents. That's, a, you know, five talents, five seeds, five words of God to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey, okay? So he didn't give the one who had small ability, I was talking about in class today. Some of us don't, many of us actually, don't have the ability to get on a camera and have enough courage to stand out here in the street and talk to a camera out on the street corner or lift a banner. My banner will be lifted in just a moment after this. Uh, they, they, don't, they don't have enough courage to do this. So they give them a different type of, God gives you a different job, you know? And so whatever job God's given you or whatever word, so for example, we're talking about the word of God, God sows word in me that he can't sow into other people because they don't, they're not prepared to receive it. Those that got five talents, they were ready to receive five talents. Not one talent, maybe at one time they were they had the ability to receive one, but then they became a two-talent person, then they became a five-talent person, right? Like all these people that are walking around, probably that's the five, 10, 15 there, 20, so 20 people are walking around me in the first you know, five minutes here. So I'm, I'm here in people, people land, <laughs> long walk. 
Beautiful day today too. Thank God for the break in the weather too. It'll be getting cold here pretty soon. All right, so understand that. That's why I talked to in class. Maybe you're in a nursing home and there you cannot do a video or a podcast or you don't know anything about social media. That, that is just fine, but fine. But God can, you can do, maybe you can't even write anymore. Maybe your nervous system is so bad that you shake too bad. My grandpa was that way. He couldn't, I mean, it was, it was like this all the time. He, he couldn't write a thing, you know, his wife, Etta. Grandma had to write everything for him. So maybe you're that way too. So you can't do social media, you can't do a video, you can't do a podcast, and you can't write. What can you do? You could speak. Okay? You can speak into a recording. You can speak, you can call the nurse into your into your room and say, Would you take a letter for me? And you dictate two or three sentences. And then you sign it. Love. <laughs> Grandma. <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> and then you give her the stamp and the envelope. She puts it in there. And what you did, you published the word that you received from God. You published it. And it goes in the mail that day. Now you've done something great. Because now God can receive from you what God has sowed into you. Okay, say, you can't speak anymore. You can do sign language. You can do different things. A lot of things that you can do. Be creative. Ask God for help. Lord, what, in your own, even if you can't talk, you can, God can hear you. Because we have a voice of our spirit. Our voice, our spirit has a voice. Maybe our mouth, our physical body has lost its ability to, to communicate. I met a lady yesterday. She was sign language into me. And uh, that was wonderful because she knew what I was doing. She understood smile. She understood the word of God she could read. It was great there in Louisville. Young lady too. She's probably 25 years old. She couldn't speak. <clears throat> she had a great smile though. Her and her friend they were smiling to beat. When they saw me, they got they lit up like Christmas trees, like a flaming fire. They got all excited about seeing my banner over there in Louisville yesterday. They were fired up. They went by me about three times. They were so excited. They walked this way, watched me from across the street. It was just really finally they came over and talked to me. It was really amazing. Had a good day in Louisville. Okay, so here, so you got that. So in my life. I don't, I'm not called to do what Billy Graham did. I'm not called to do it all Roberts because I don't have that ability. God knows that. The Son of Man knows that. Why would I receive a calling that would bury me, would paralyze me? See, that's not, that's not God. There's so many scriptures on this. It's just beyond. I mean, just the example, taking the land. When Joshua and the Israelites went across the Jordan River, God said, don't take the whole land. Just take a little bit at a time. A little bit at a time. Because if you took too much of it, the people of that land will overtake you, take you out. You know, so there's scripture all throughout. Right? Now listen to this. This is really cool. Remember, we're talking on the verse here in, uh, in he, uh, Acts 11.1. 1. Receive the word of God. That's what I'm sowing. That's the word that you're receiving, if you are receiving it. 
Receive the Word of God. So receive the Word of God. I'm speaking the Word of God. We're reading the Word of God. We're highlighting the Word of God. We're lifting the Word of God up. You know, things like that. Amen. All right. So it says here, took his journey. Verse 16. Then he went and had received, then he that had received the five talents went, okay, I'm not going to go through all this here. He did all this work there. And now let's go to, uh, we can read the whole thing. Most of us know this parable. You know, the five went and did their job. They doubled it. Two went and did their job uh, and they doubled it. You know, that kind of thing. One did something else with this. Okay. <clears throat> so here we go. Let's uh, see. After a, okay, number 19. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh. That goes back to verse 13. Watch therefore, for thou knowest neither the day or the hour when the Son of Man cometh. And verse 14 talks about the man who went back to his country and called his own servants. Right? This is the beauty of Jesus' parables. We can apply it to a lot of different stories. So you can't tell me, oh, John, that means something else. That's what somebody, I can hear somebody saying that right now. John, you're taking that out of context. You're telling about a story that Jesus didn't mean to be told. That's not true. This is a story, a parable, and parables can be applied to lots of different events and situations in life. Right? That's what we're, what we're doing. You know that. Most know that. But many get confused <laughs> all right and uh, after a long time the Lord of those servants Lord how about that Lord can't tell you who it is kind of little slip a little you know lowercase L but you know you can't look at that hmm, interesting what's going on here Lord of the servants cometh and reckon with them he comes he said he's gonna come but the servants don't know the day or the hour is it day or hour hour and day day nor the hour nor the day nor the hour so you better watch could be today this is Friday December 22nd 2023 I'm ready Lord I'm ready man that's why I'm pouring my heart out every day I'd rather be doing this than laying in bed but if I had to lay in bed God told me I want you to rest today I would rest but Lord said you'd be okay you're gonna be okay John all right, sir. Thank you. Okay, verse 20. And so he that received the five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained besides them five talents more. Think about that. He was able to hold on to the five talents and then double that five talents. How many times somebody's gotten five talents and then lost two or three of it and tried to double two they had left over, the two or three they had left over? That's happened to me many times personally. God would give me some, and before I know it, I've lost 10 or 20% of it or 30% of it, and I'm trying to make it back. I mean, it's been crazy. And so I've been growing on how to receive from the Word, how to receive the Word of God. I've been growing and growing and growing in that, and that is sometimes takes a lifetime to uh, learn how to receive, get how to, how to receive, you know, how to receive. All right, <clears throat> gain five more. Besides that, verse 21, his Lord said unto him, his Lord. See, the Lord is talking to his servants. The word of God is talking to us. Same thing. His Lord said unto him, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. 
I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Joy of the Lord. That kind of reminds me of uh, there's a rejoicing in heaven. All the hosts of heaven rejoice over one sinner. You know, we go up there. Do you think the angels are going to be rejoicing when we all of us come up to heaven? That's going to be wonderful. Everybody's going to be all excited. Come on up here, man. We're <laughs> God bless you. Thank you so much for the mocking. Thank you for joining Satan in his temple. Thank you, Lord. Nasty, 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 foul speech to me. I know you didn't hear on the camera, but I heard it very clearly. Out of both those guys that are in that car. I'm just standing here. You can't tell me people don't know what I'm doing here. They know what I'm doing. All right. All right, verse 22. He also had the two talents, came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. Beside them. I was able to hang on and keep and preserve those two and take it and use it and make two more, for example. Man, God says, you guys are good. I'm glad I gave it to you. But, but he could have said, but I'm glad you didn't give me the five because I know the guy you gave five to and I couldn't have handled it. I probably would have lost three, ended up with two. And the Lord says, yeah, I know. That's why I gave you two. Because I didn't want you to lose the two that I gave you. And I knew if I gave you five, you'd lose three to match your ability. Because we rise to our own abilities. So God has to increase you, right? How do you, how do you increase? You do Jude 120. Now you should know what that means. I talk about it so often. I'm not going to mention here. I'll let you guess what it is. You can go to it, Jude 1.20. But the vast majority of Christians don't know what Jude 1.20 means. They can't read it. They don't understand it. It goes right over them. God delivers that word. They receive it. There's no interest, no benefit at all. No interest whatsoever. They buried that talent. They buried Jude 1.20. Oh, well. All right. Anyway, so two. And his Lord said, and well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I'll make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. See, it doesn't matter how big you are in the kingdom of God, how much faith you have. It's what you do with the faith that you have. It's what you do when you receive the word of God. What you do with it. What you do with it. Not how much. Not how big our church is, how small our church is, how many people came to the Lord on Friday in Longmont. None of that matters. Did I sow what God gave me? What I received from the Lord, did I preserve that and double it? Yes. I will double what the Lord gave me today. No question about that. And one day I'll hear these words. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter the joy of the Lord. So thank you, Lord. I've been looking forward to this for a long, long time. <laughs> I'm excited that you helped me make it all the way. I praise God. I love you, Lord. That's, I'm going to do that. That's one day. Not too long away. I'm in my last season of life. 70 years old. You know, God gave us three score and 10. That's 70. But by the reason of strength, he's given us another 10. He might make four score. So that's why I tell people, pray for my strength so I can keep on going. <laughs> all right. Verse 24, then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, 
Why did he receive only one? Because God didn't like him? No, he didn't have that ability. He didn't have the ability to have two. He would have lost one of them. And that's why he buried that one. Because I said, well, I have one. And man, I'm so glad he didn't give me two because I would have lost one of them for sure. And, uh, and if he gave me five, I would have lost four of them. But he only gave me one. So I, what I'm going to do, instead of losing that, I'm going to bury it. So when he comes back, this is the servant of God speaking. I'm going to bury it and uh, not going to do anything with it. Because if I do anything with it, I'll lose it. That's how a lot of Christians are. If you, they're, they're afraid to give out because it may not get back. They may be lacking. I don't know. Whatever. All right. Then he which had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew. He knows the Lord. He knows the Lord. That's what it says right here. He knew. He knew. I knew thee that thou art a hard man. God the hard God. God's not going to cut a lot of people slack. They thank God. I tell you, when this happens, there's not going to be any grace around. A lot of people think, oh, God's going to, grace is going to be eternal. Sorry. Because if grace was eternal, then nobody would go to hell. Because of God's grace. Because with grace comes salvation. And grace is going to end. Therefore, salvation is going to end. And you're not going to have a chance to receive Christ because you've already passed through that first death. And if you haven't received Christ, then you're going to go on to the second death. You're not going to come back and do it again. That is a lie. All right? And thou hast, all right? And then he which received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown. That's another story there. I could go there for an hour. And gathering there where thou hast not strawed, and I was afraid. I was afraid. See, this fear is not the kind of fear well, on my other sleeve it says, on my shirt it says, fear God. This is a different type of afraid. Different kind of fear. Not the same kind of fear that we talk about. This afraid did not bring wisdom. This fear did not bring knowledge and understanding. Of who God is. He, are, he already thought, I already know you, man. I already know God. See, that's pride speaking. I know you, God. You're a hard man. You're a, ju you know, that's pride. Little children don't say that. You know who says that? Teenagers who think they're smarter than their parents. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> Big mouth, sarcastic, know-it-all. I was in trouble all the time. Thank God that God taught me how to humble myself. Be like a little kid. And I'm still there. I'm humble myself. <laughs> uh, the belt of God's not too far away. <laughs> and I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. In the earth. I want to highlight the word earth. You received from God and then you took from God, you received it from God, and then you put it in the world, in the earth the ground, the earth that we stand upon. There's a couple ways of looking at that spiritually. And one of them, when he says earth, that under our feet is where Satan's gonna, also under our feet is what we read as 
possibly hell, right, under our feet. So he buried that talent in earth, pointing towards hell, in a spiritual sense, okay? How many people receive from God and then they plant it in the world? That's called, we call that eating your seed. Instead of planting the seed, because that's what God says, I won't be mocked. I ain't kidding. That's why churches begin stealing from the treasury. That's why ministers begin stealing from the purse. That's why Judas Iscariot stole from the purse, from the treasury of the ministry of Jesus Christ. And guess what happened to him, right? He was taking that, receiving from the Lord, and then buried it in the earth. And then he died in the earth, and now he's under the earth. Because he fell to the earth, and he kept on falling. His spirit kept on falling all the way into hell. Symbolic that he was in a tree. Judas Iscariot hung himself. He was in a tree and fell to the ground and kept on falling. You can look at that as the Tower of Babel. People try to exalt themselves. A lot of stories. I mean, you can get real spiritual, a lot of stuff, but let's stay away from that. All right. I was afraid and went and died. Hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast, that is thine. Here, it's yours, I got it. I didn't lose it. Now you would think up front that that would be a, oh, that's good, at least you didn't lose it. Because a lot of people, they receive a business and they go broke, they lose their business. Right? It's like this Winchell Donuts here. They messed up, they're losing their business, I guess. Right? So he didn't lose the talent. You think, well, God should bless him. He didn't lose what he received. See, that's what a lot of people think. And that's what I hear in the context of people's thoughts of the once you're saved, you can live however you want in sin all the way through your life, and it's just fine because once saved, always saved. God forgave my past sins. God forgave my present sins and all the sins I'll ever do, I'm forgiven, no big deal. I can do whatever I want. People yelling at me. If you think that's true, fine. It's kind of a challenge for my part. I mean, I talk about the fear of God. But listen to what happened here. See, this is like receiving salvation, and then you bury your salvation. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I talked about in class. I'm trying to get people to wake up and do something for God. Put burying your one single talent in the earth, and you are the earth. You are made of the earth. You are, your flesh is from the earth. So when you bury that inside of you, you're doing what he did. You're burying it in the earth. And we'll see, what is the body going to do? It's going to go back to the dust of the earth. It's going to go back. A lot of information here, a lot of stuff going on here that is very spiritual 
and at the same time, very physical, very up-to-date for this era that we're living in. And we're, all, we're going back to Acts 11, remember the title? Received the Word of God, receive, right? Receive the Word of God, right? Also relating to your salvation. Your salvation is like a, like a fig tree with leaves. That's what this is, right? Now what happened here? Now people can say, after I read this, see, that's why I don't serve God, or whatever. Because they judge God to be an unrighteous God. And so they, they're in their brain, they say, why would I want to serve an unrighteous God? I'd rather serve the world. Or I don't believe there is a God. No such thing as that. I don't know. See what happens? All right. Uh, that's fine. Verse 26. His Lord... His Lord, Lord Maker, right, answered. He wasn't quiet. He answered. This is what I tell people. You better take care of your life. You better ask for help because if God comes in the scene, he's going to answer and fix the problem. And the way God fixes it is permanent. <laughs> and it hurts. It hurts. If you let God fix your problem, it's going to hurt. If you fix your problem, He'll give you grace, and you can spend your whole life fixing the problem, as long as you're constantly working on it, fixing it. But if you don't do anything all your life, when God comes to the scene, He's going to answer. And when He answers, you're not going to like the answer. You're not going to like it. I'm talking from experience, too, not just from the Word, from living in the Word, right? If you're still here. If you're not still here, well, oh well. People, I'm listening to myself, too. I'm not just ministering to you. The Lord's ministering to me too. So if there's not a soul here listening, that's okay to me because I'm still hearing from the Word of God. I'm still receiving and I'm still giving out of what I've received. Pretty cool, I think. Verse 26, His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. That was one of his own. One of his own in his own house, his own field, his own business, his own, he, he cursed him. Thou wicked and slothful servant. Servant. Not stranger, but servant. I mean, here just a few moments ago, he was giving praise and glory and everybody entered the joy of the Lord and everybody else and then he turns and now he turns and says, you wicked Slothful servant. See, that's the vengeance of God, the wrath of God. But we have the love of God the first two times. So you can almost look at that as two-thirds of the time you should be loving on people, one-third of the time giving the wrath of God to people. I don't know. It's just something to look at, something to pray about. All right? <clears throat> Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest. See? knew it. He knew God. He knew the Lord. He knew. He didn't say, well, if you would have known me, you would probably not have done that. He says, you knew who I was. You knew about me. You knew a lot more than many people do. All the other strangers that are not a part of my house, they don't know me. They don't know me, but you know me. That's what the Bible says. It's better that you didn't know God 
sometimes than to turn your back and go back in the world. That's why Jesus said, don't sin anymore because a worse thing can come upon you, right? You tell the other day, go and sin no more. Things like that. See, you read it, but do you do it? Do you receive the Word of God and then produce from that Word, or you just bury it within you? I don't know. Just, you know, take it, just think about it, yeah? Maybe you know somebody else is doing it. You can take this to them. Say, so this is what we ought to, we ought to pray about this. All right? Uh, thou wicked, uh, newest, uh, so thou wicked, sloth the servant, thou newest that I reap where I sow not, gather where I have not strived. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanges, exchangers, the bank. That's why I called the bank. When I gave you the word, you received the word. If you weren't gonna do anything with it, then you should have done, you should have put it in the exchanges. You should have put it in the bank, right? Exchanges. Then at my coming, that when the Lord comes, He'll be able to receive something. I'll tell you, that's really important. Coming, I should have received my own, my own, the talent, the word that I gave you, I'll receive that, and I would have received interest, usury. King James uses the word usury for interest, right? Did he say how much interest? He didn't say how much, just some kind of interest. Could have been a penny. You know, you put a dollar in the ground, and then 10 years later, it's earned a penny. He didn't say how much, as long as it's earned interest. A lot of people think, well, I've got to pass out 10,000 tracks. I'm talking about 10,000 tracks lately. No, you don't. Just pass out one. Huh. One. How many people are passing out? Think about that on the bus coming, coming from Boulder over to Longmont. I thought, you know, I'm thinking about this verse here, thinking about preaching today, and I thought, you know, if people were actually doing what I'm talking about, they're actually doing it then everywhere I go, I would find gospel tracts or I would find some kind of indicator that a Christian was here, that Gilroy was here. <laughs> but I don't see any gospel tracts anywhere, ever. Very rare, I guess occasionally in the last five years I've seen them, but I can't even think of where because there's so few. Probably the most gospel tracts I've seen is my own, sitting someplace in a bus stop or a chair or a bench or. A, magazine or something, or on the ground, <laughs> in the wastebasket, one time all ripped up and torn up. <laughs> I haven't found one burned yet, but I'll probably find that a little later. But I found them shredded to just itty bitty little pieces, scattered everywhere across the ground. <clears throat> so that's why I talk the way I talk. Because if this wasn't true, if this, if this, the reason I talk this way, because it is true. Christians bury the talent, bury the received word of God that in them. If every Christian who lives in Longmont would pass out one single track, gospel track, a little pamphlet, a little pamphlet, a little gospel track, a little piece of paper here, and just put it someplace, there. Put it right there. Let the wind do whatever. Whatever happens, there it is. If they did that just one time per week, how about one time per month? 
I plast, I give probably average of 10 a day, 300 a month. I'm just talking about one, not 300, not 200, not 100, but one. If every believer would do what God is telling them to do, and they lived in the Word of God, there would be gospel tracts, there would be literature, everywhere people would go. And during this Christmas season, Jesus would be plastered everywhere. I don't see one sign anywhere. I haven't seen one gospel track all day long. I've walked probably a mile and a half today. So I've done some traveling, plus I've been on the bus. This track right here that I just placed is the only one, other than the ones I've already placed that are given away. You see, so I know people aren't doing it. So when people come to me and says, oh, John, you're so hard on people. We're already doing things. No, they're not. That's a lie because of what I see. Do we supposed to just minister to the ones that are already saved in your little building? That's what most people think. That's what people tell me, Christians tell me, go to the church, feed the poor down there in the soup kitchen. Get off the street, get out of my face. Get off my corner, get out of my town, get out of my state. I've been, all that's been told to me many, 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 many times. Go hide in that building over there. It says church, there's a church right there. It's closed, nobody's in it. It's closed all week long. It opens for an hour a week. And they do their little prayer, they do their little singing along, and they all leave and they don't do a thing. There's another church right here. They're closed. Why? They're closed because they're not open. That's why they're closed. Are we closed? No, we're open for business, man. We're open for business. I've already talked to several people while I was setting up my camera. Got off the bus talking to several people, walking down there several people, in Boulder several people, on the bus several people. I'm open for business. I'm giving God interest, usury, on what I've received from the Lord. You can too. Let me just read, let's finish that. I wanted to finish the whole, yeah. The Lord said you didn't finish it. <laughs> I was gonna close it and pray. The Lord said you didn't finish it. I want to, he wants me to finish it. How about that? See, right there, it's a good example. Real, caught on camera. I received a word from the Lord. The word was you didn't finish it. And so I have to finish so I can give a full account of my account of what I've received from the Lord. Now he can collect interest, usury, from what I've delivered. There's an example right there. I could have said, oh, I'm done, I'm tired. I've talked long enough, whatever. You know? But I'm gonna do what it, I'm gonna do the word of the Lord. All right, usury, verse 28. Take therefore the talent from him. Boy, oh boy. Take that salvation away from him. Blot out his name. Blot out his name, take that salvation away from him. He's a wicked, slothful servant. I gave him the word of God, he received the word of God, and didn't produce a thing. He buried it in the earth. All right, fine. You don't want to believe that? That's fine. Doesn't matter to me. Unsubscribe, click off, say John doesn't know what he's talking about. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. Our salvation can grow. 
Now, what do, I, what do I mean by that? Salvation is not stagnant. It's not a piece of rock that doesn't do anything. It's, it's a living life within us. God said to Adam, and God breathed into the nostrils of Adam, and man became a living soul. Look at that. He gave a covenant to Abraham that out of your womb, Sarah's womb, at 99 years old or 90, she will have a child, son. And that son will produce so much that you can't even count the number of stars or the sands of the sea. Your salvation can grow. Your reward can grow. Your gift can grow. Your relationship with God can grow. It's up to you, though. You don't want to do it. You can be like this slothful servant here, this wicked servant. You can do that. You can do that. But I don't like the end thereof. Ten, ten times. Bring twenty. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. Where does that go back to, right? It goes back to what Jesus said. I've come to give you life, and life more abundantly. Abundance. So you can have the life, or you can have more, or you can go even further than the more and have abundance. Uncountable, untold riches which are in Christ. Unfathomable riches in Christ. Eternal life, everlasting, never-ending life. That's called abundance, never-ending. How about that? That's what we have within us. That's what Jesus put in us. But if we take that word and bury it, I don't know. Doesn't sound good to me. He shall have abundance, but from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. Cast ye the unprofitable servant. Servant, not stranger, servant. If you read through here. It's talking about heaven here. King, that's what it says, right? The kingdom of heaven is like kingdom of heaven is, is as a man or like. Verse 30, cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What is that? That's hell. And hell will be thrown to the lake of fire. Now we can pray. Lord, I thank you that you've allowed me to receive. I can understand how to receive. I, I gladly receive. I joyfully receive the Word of God. And I gleefully, joyfully, aboundingly, with all the cheer I can probably muster up, give it away. I'm excited to be out here today, Lord. I am so excited that you gave me enough strength to get out the door. Because I didn't have it, but I prayed. And you gave me strength. You said, you'll be okay, John. And here I am. I heard from the Word. I heard from the Word. I heard from you, Lord. The Word of the Lord. I heard and God received. I received the Word of the Lord. And now I'm producing. I didn't bury it. I could have received it and buried it in the earth, my body, and stayed at home. But I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I want to be an example, Lord. I want to be an example. 
use me, Lord, as you see fit, as your will, not my will. I don't want my will done, Lord. I want your will in my life. Please, Holy Spirit, help me to work this out, to follow this out, to walk this out, to live this way, to live in God's will for me, not my will for me. But I want to live in that will that you have for my life. And I want to be an example for all those who you draw to this vessel, this servant. Because I'm nobody, Lord, save you. It's only because of you that I can even be standing here. In your holy name, Jesus. Amen, amen. I'm gonna, one more little teaching here. I don't know if you heard that, but I was praying in the spirit, praying in my tongues, praying, praying with my spirit. Heavenly language, tongue of angels. And I heard my, I heard the interpretation, and it was something like, God is magnified in me, God loves me, God cares for me, and God is with me. See, that's tongue and interpretation. But you heard me, and I wanted to let you know that God loves you, God is with you, and God cares for you. He does. He's not mad at you, man. He loves you. If you're sinning, he doesn't like the sin. He hates the sin. He hates evil. We hate sin. We hate evil. But we love God. We, live, we love God's people. We love God's servants. So let's go tell to servants that have maybe buried the word of God that they receive in their earth, in them. They're not doing anything with it. Wake them up. Sound the alarm. Ring, ring, ring. The alarm is ringing. Wake up. This is Christmas. You're going to be talking to family members. You might be traveling, talking to strangers. This is a great, great opportunity. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Four days of greatness that you have. Now you can bury that word and just have fun. And I guess that's okay. Or you can tell everybody in your house, everybody who visits your home, or wherever you are, or every restaurant that you go to, every store, whatever. And you can be a light shining brightly in the dark world. It's up to you. You have a choice. Please choose life so that thou and thy seed may live. God bless you. I love you very much.